This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio program. Again, I have my friend, Apostle Don Beasley. Senior Pastor of Turning Point City Church, Dixon, Illinois, and he's with me. Uh, Don, welcome back. Hey, thanks. Good to be here. Good to have you. Now, last time we left off, we said we were going to touch on COVID again, and so we're going to start with that. Now, I have other things I want to get to, and let's see how time permits. Uh, headline News, uh, WND, says Tucker Carlson pokes hornet's nest by spotlighting vaccine deaths. What is the real number of people who have apparently been killed or injured? Says Fox News host Tucker Carlson prompted a sharp reaction by critics Wednesday night after addressing the issue how many people have died after receiving a COVID-19 vaccine. Carlson explained he is completely in favor of vulnerable people taking vaccines. Uh, the CDC profile is people older than 70 with an average of 2.6 uh, areas of uh, uh, comorbidities uh, such as diabetes and heart disease. But he argued the vast majority of the population with a survival rate of more than 99% should have as much information as possible to make the assessment. He goes on to say in a typical flu season, more than 160 million Americans are vaccinated only a small number die after receiving a shot. In 2019, it was 203 people. That's it for the year. 2018, it was 119 people. That's it, receiving the flu shot. But the question is, how do these numbers compare to the death rate by the experimental, I use again the word experimental, emergency use of COVID vaccine 19 shots? says between the late 2020 and April 23, that's this year, 2021, a total of 3,362 people were reported to have died after receiving COVID-19 vaccines in the United States. An average of 30 people every day, according to the Federal Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, or VARS. Now, just think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Four months, 3,362 people died with receiving this experimental COVID-19 vaccine when in the entire year of 2018 with a flu shot, it was 119. Carlson pointed out in a segment that some critics have argued that the VARS undercounts 
vaccine injuries. He cited a report submitted to the Department of Health and Human Services in 2010, concluding that fewer than 1% of vaccine adverse events are reported by the VARS system. So what is the real number of people who apparently have been killed or injured by the vaccine? Carlson asked. Well, we don't know that number. Nobody does. We're not going to speculate on it. But it's clear that what is happening now, for whatever reason, is not even close to normal. It's not even close to what we've seen in previous years with previous vaccines. Dr. Andrew Boston noted on Twitter, the VARS data shows that the COVID vaccines are 23 times more likely to be associated with hospitalizations, 119 times more likely to be associated with death. Don, what do you think of that? That's yeah, pretty amazing. I, I, uh, I've read all that stuff and heard it all, you know, and it's hard to keep track of all of it. But the, the interesting, what we're finding out now, I think, about science is that science is what they want you to believe it is. It's whatever they make it up to be. Uh, they're not really reporting, you know, there's a, used to play a game when we were kids called King of the Hill. And whoever was King of the Hill got to make the rules. And then we're kind of falling back into that same kind of thing today. The king of the hill gets to be the scientist and, uh, uh, you know, because none of this stuff gets reported accurately. That's right. Everything's getting all mixed together. But, you know, all of that set aside because we know that it's not normal. There's a lot of issues with it or whatever. But the question I have is when we know that we have such a high uh, rate of survival from COVID itself um, and, uh, and then the other thing is, is they've not even, as far as I can find right now, uh, they have not even extracted a um, sample, uh, like a, a scientific sample for laboratory use of the COVID-19 virus. What they give out is this, this the horned part, the circled part to people. And there's a couple lawsuits right now against the CDC and other people because they're saying that it's impossible to create a vaccine or even a testing mechanism with just that amount of uh, a virus. They said that it's not a virus. It's not even a part of a virus, which that's a very interesting thing to me when I see that. And so then my question becomes, why are they so bent on everybody on the planet getting this COVID-19 vaccination? Well, you're right. And, uh, With all the stuff that's going on, why are, I mean, that seems to me to be the real question that nobody wants to ask is why are they so bent and, and they don't care about anything that happens just that everybody gets a vaccine and they're going to, they're breaking all their laws. Like for instance, there's a lady that I know that there's vaccine, they're shaming people that refuse to get the vaccination in these companies or whatever. And they're, they're two of them now have been in meetings at their work where they're, they're, um, supervisors have revealed to everybody else in the room that they're unvaccinated. Wow. And that's against the law. That's right. <laughs> With, I mean, uh, completely against the law, but nobody really cares. You know, what I find is amazing is the very same people who were absolutely hell bent that we get these privacy laws that, you know, that we have now are the very ones now that says, Oh, they don't matter for this. This is so important that your privacy does no longer matter. And then you got to go back and ask, what were the privacy laws all about then if they really weren't about privacy? Right. 
So I, I ask the other questions that I ask, and it's not conspiratorial. It's just really serious uh, because it's, it just doesn't pass the intelligence test. Yeah. Uh, when you think about it, you know. And then I just heard Fauci the other day. He just said right just about two days ago that everyone that gets the vaccination is going to need a yearly vaccination booster. Yeah, exactly. For this thing. Well, I'll and, tell you. Uh, and, and I just said, I, I was kind of laughing when I, I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then you got to start asking, then what is it that they're putting in the body of people that they're, because this is not, I don't even think it's even about COVID anymore, to be honest with you. No, no. That's I, just the excuse they're using. I don't think it's ever been about COVID. I think it's about control. And uh, manipulating the population out of fear and intimidation like all dictators have done throughout history. And uh, I believe that uh, we, we've never seen in such a situation that, like you mentioned, that the whole entire world is trying to put pressure on the people in their nations to submit to this type of tyranny. I think it's control. I think the book of Revelation warns about it. And I think uh, they're trying to manipulate people and see how far they can go if people will rise up and try to exercise their constitutional rights. Yeah, I believe that's true. You know, I've uh, I, I just, uh, let me, I'll just read a couple more statements from Carlson. It says, Carlson said he spoke to a physician on Wednesday who treats COVID patients. He described what we're seeing now as a single deadliest mass vaccination event in modern history, the Fox host said. Quote, whatever is causing it, it is happening as we speak. So you'd think someone in authority might want to know what's going on, unquote. Further, he asked why, if, quote, the vaccine injury reporting system is flawed, and it's clearly flawed, why hasn't it been fixed? Says, but in the just four months of this year, the U.S. government has recorded more deaths in COVID vaccinations than in all other vaccinations administered in the United States between 1997 and the end of 2013. 16 years, all vaccinations, all, every type of vaccination. In four months, there's been more deaths with this COVID. Think about that, Don. Right, and then that's, that's, a, that's true. And then the other thing, I, I keep seeing all these little reports that don't really get they don't rise up to the top of the surface, but they're talking about that this is uh, that this stuff is the first time that this stuff breaks the blood-brain barrier. These kinds, these vaccinations or whatever, and uh, this what they're what's happening, and then therefore there's all kinds of issues, brain issues that, and that's that's what they're talking about. Where you're going to see this just a, a, a this this massive influx of of all kinds of, uh, it's going to look like Lou Gehrig's disease and all these other kinds of stuff, but it's going to be, uh, instigated by these, by these vaccines. Right. And, and I, I just seen something interesting. I was at Walgreens yesterday Yes. and I was, I was at the counter and it just happened to be close enough that I could see a sign that literally was through the people behind the desk, but it was, but it's this way I could see it. And it, it really was startling because it said on that sign, that the first vaccination that people they were going to give people is Pfizer. Yes. And all the second vaccinations are going to be Moderna. Exactly. And I, I, I didn't know that they could mix these two. <laughs> well, I don't think they know what they're... Well, I think they do know what they're doing. I mean, you know, you got people... I, I found that to be alarming. Yes, yes. You have people, I believe, that want depopulation. In fact, we, we cover that... 
uh, one time a little bit about how the Vi Pfizer vice president uh, is coming against it outwardly, saying it's dangerous. It could be the most mass depopulation weapon in history. Isn't right. that amazing? Yeah, you know that's because what they have this thing set up to where if it if there if there is this massive backfire where this thing just goes haywire on people, yeah, they have it set up to where they're going to be able to claim that it's a different variant of of COVID nineteen, and everybody's going to have to run out and get another really quick vaccination to, so they don't die from that one, which is just going to accentuate the issue that even more people are going to be uh, getting sick and dying and whatever. And it's all going to get blamed on COVID-19, which really is, uh, it, it, it's, it's a setup. I mean, when you read some of these books, you know, these science fiction books from the past or whatever, it, it's a complete setup for disaster. And the people that are, I mean, you know, there's got to be a reason that they pass this thing so nobody can be held accountable for it. So that's gives this emergency use authorization. And they're not even interested in licensing it because if they license it, They'd be, they, they, they do have some responsibility for it. Um, I don't think they'll ever license it, to be honest with you. They, they have no intentions of ever license. I mean, they have it, they're in the best world ever right now because nobody's responsible for anything that goes wrong. That's the other thing I, when people ask me, I'm like, well, as long as you're willing to take full responsibility for whatever goes wrong with it, you can't blame it on anybody but yourself. Yes. Because you're giving permission to put it in your body. That's right, and that's why. And, uh, I, and I and I'm like, and I ask, okay, so you 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 got a ninety nine point, you know, seven percent, or most of them have a ninety nine point nine percent because they're under forty years old. And what are you afraid of? I agree. Uh, you're going to go take a vaccination that's only according to them, and I mean that's according to that's a big if. I mean, if 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 it was if you had less than a ninety nine point percent chance of survival, they'd be they'd be putting that out there, but it's so close to a hundred. They can't possibly get any, they can't drop any more than that because they can't back it up. That's right. That's right. And so then they're pushing this thing. They want you to go out and get this vaccination that will not keep you from getting it. Won't keep you from passing it, but it claims it gives it 95. How's it 95% effective if it won't keep you from getting it and it won't keep you from giving it to other people? <laughs> What's it effective in is what I want to know. Yeah. Well, people aren't seemingly using their their logic, common sense. Uh, they're listening to fear and intimidation because they don't have a strong relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. And so all the yeah. time, dictators around the world have intimidated people to cooperate with them. Exactly. When the mass population could rebel and throw out the dictator, but they don't do it. Right. Here's a headline news. It says, Extermination Machine Unmask. Why Vaccinated People Are Making Healthy People Sick. Pfizer's document admits vaccinated people shed infectious particles. The spike protein is the bioweapon. Wow. Did you hear that, Don? Yeah, why? I don't know. I, it is amazing to me. This, this whole thing is just, it kind of keeps, you, 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 you listen to this stuff and you just sit there and count your mouth open. Yeah. Be, you know, it's just like. Because that's the thing I was doing just right now. I was just like, wow. Yeah. And, and, and th th these are headline news by authorities, people in the know, right. professionals, scientists, doctors. It says globalists have unleashed the final solution, self-replicating vaccine intend to end humanity once and for all. I mean, what is wrong with people's common sense? I have no idea. I mean, I don't know. It's just it, people are, I, I think, it, when, I, I can only speak for America. I, I don't know about the rest of the world. I mean, I, I guess they could be fearful, too. We were just talking last night, you know, 
we believe that, that the light of America is going to, God's going to trim the wick and America is going to still be a light to the very last minute to the world. Because if the light of America goes out, the whole world goes dark immediately. Yes. And, you know, but, and so I understand, I've been around the world enough to know that it's, there can be fear can be pushed really heavily in other places. I never thought that I would ever see a day that fear could be pushed in America like it is right. being right. done today. Right. But, you know, I guess over, you take a year's time and everybody's involved in just pushing the narrative, you know, the news media, the papers. I mean, you just can't hardly find anywhere. And anybody, and then these big tech corporations, they just absolutely shut down anything that doesn't go along with their narrative. They just kick it off. So the alternative views can't even find footing anywhere, you know. Well, you know, in the Revelation 13 and the mark of the beast, and you wonder how in the world would you get people to cooperate and take the mark of the beast? Well, fear and intimidation. Right. Exactly. Yep. It's just, uh, you know, and that's the thing. I, I've been I've been sharing here a series of messages called the X-Files. And it's talking about revealing top secret files about God's absolute truth that have been concealed in this pseudoscience of relative truth. Yes. And so it's all wrapped up in this relative truth. Your truth is your truth. And it's and so everybody's truth becomes equal to the absolute truth of God. Wow. And so in a sense, you become your own little God. And that's what they're trying to do. Right. And so, but you know, what, I, what I've been sharing, the, the, the theme underneath this is that nothing terrifies the devil more than having this mask of deception pulled back and exposed. Exactly. Exactly. The perversion of God's absolute truth is the fulcrum of the deception that is the foundation of his power. And without it, he's nothing but a poser and a fraud. You know, Satan. For this reason alone, the devil will stop at nothing to protect his evil enterprise of deception. That's right. And, and people, people need to understand that. But you, you get into this uh, tactic. This has been the devil's tactic. Way back in the Garden of Eden, you are your own little God. Right. Exactly. Uh, the breeding grounds for rebellion. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, the other thing is people ask you, uh, as soon as you start to talk to them, they'll, they'll say you're a narrow-minded bigot because you <laughs> believe there's an absolute truth. Yeah, yeah. So they kind of box you into that corner. And so the, the question becomes, how, how can we reply to these accusations of this? Yeah. And so I've kind of I've tried the, the Palumbo attempt on them, you know. So what I do is I just temp, I try to get them to answer... I turn the question around and I get them to tell me what their version of truth is. And I get them to define what it means to be narrow-minded, bigoted, or maybe even what it is to be a fascist. Yes, yes. And then, and then I repeat back to them their own words, convicting them by their own truth, very carefully and tactfully. Sure. Engage them in a conversation about subject matter and away from personality. Because I think that's the problem... Everything has been turned to this personality cult, and everything's about the person, and we're not even talking about reason, uh, realities, truths, real, you know, even science. Now, science is Anthony Fauci. Yeah. It's not science. Yeah. It's a person. And you either love him or you hate him. Yeah. And if you hate him, he, can say, if you, he can't say anything that pleases you, and if you, if you love him, he can't say anything that, that you'd go against. That's right. And uh, so it's anyway that that's kind of, that's just where we are. But like you and said, how we got here is I mean I, I don't I think how we got here really is irrelevant. Yeah. We had to deal with where we are. 
And, and that's exactly right. Which, when, like you said, how you have to talk with people is you get right back to the scriptures to know the truth. The truth will set you free. Exactly. So just logic and pointing out the logic can set a lot of people free. Uh-huh. If you Absolutely. dare, if you dare to get involved with, if you want to say, uh, debate, conversation, things like this. Right. Exactly. You know, uh, we talked about, uh, we mentioned him off the air, Kevin Max. Talk a little bit about Kevin Max, Don. Well, it's kind of he's just the next. He's just another guy in this newest deal that's been going on for a while now, but it goes all the way back. I, you know, I think probably back to um, the Bell who wrote the book, There's No Hell, you know, had a large church and this whole, but they're talking about deconstructing and progressing. And so Kevin Max just comes out and says, now he's a ex-evangelical, which is their newest word in the deconstructing. And basically, they're just basically saying that church, the whole concept church is a, is the creation of man. And therefore they're creating this whole new thing where Jesus is this universal Jesus. And, you know, everybody's good with God. Everybody's version of God's okay. Uh, and they're becoming this progressing deal. And what they're doing is they're getting involved in this relativity thing as well and forgetting that Jesus said, I will build my church upon the revelation that I am the Messiah, the Son of the living God, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Well, Jesus being the Son of the living God and being the only way you can get to God is the very foundation of evangelicalism. Exactly. Uh, you know, and so when you say you're ex-evangelical, which means that you're an ex-Jesus believer, really, and they, but you're basically saying that you can get to God any way you want to. It doesn't matter. Wow. And when you dig deeper into what he's saying, one of the things that I thought was really interesting deep into the article about what he's saying there is his belief that, uh, he, he said, I believe in God of the universe. I believe you can hear me, and that in itself is just plain kind of crazy, but I believe that if he cares about my progression and asking questions and wanting to know the real, what's real, he, in the end, I don't think the God that I believe in is going to, is just going to suddenly ignore me because I can't believe everything, single thing that's written down in his word. But just before that, he was talking about one of his greatest problems with Christianity is their narrow-mindedness on human sexuality. Which is very interesting to me because in 1992, the Lord spoke to me one day about that this human sexuality would become the juggler issue of the modern age. Wow. And, uh, and so from that time, I began to teach on really went and really sought and taught on human sexuality and found out the church. The reason that the world is in the mess it's in is because of the church, not because of the world. That's right. That's right. Because the world, the church had not been teaching correctly on this for so long that they had they, they were embracing things that God would call abomination as much as as uh, the whole LBGTQ thing. And they were embracing uh, fornication and adultery inside the walls of the church to the point that, you know, just in the last few years, pastors very high name pastors uh, commit sexual morality, divorce their wives, have multiple girlfriends, and they leave them in the pulpit and they say, "Oh, they just they had a nervous breakdown and they have a sexual addiction," and they and they don't. And I'm like, "And you're gonna leave them in the pulpit?" <laughs> yeah, because the church we just can't. The church just couldn't survive if they if they left the pulpit. Well, I would ask, "What kind of church is it?" Yeah, it's certainly not the church that Jesus built. That's right. That's right. Uh, I mean, the church that Jesus built is one thing I find about the Bible is, is that uh, men didn't, couldn't have written the Bible or they wouldn't have put all the negative stories in there. 
Right. No man ever wrote a book that put all the failures of everybody in the stories in there. They would remove all of those. Right. They would right. all have been heroes, you know. But God took the brokenness of humanity, redeemed it through his grace and mercy and the power of his spirit, and then used those people in amazing ways to bring about his will among people. And so he's still doing that today. Amen. Amen. And so this, this because, you know, but we, we have decided that I don't want to be healed of my brokenness. I want to be right with God and be broken. And God says, no, that's not possible. <laughs> Sounds like the Tower, I mean, of, Tower of Babel done. It's just, it's just, it's, it, I mean, we're living in a really, I mean, when people say insanity, it really is insanity. Yeah. They're making, they're yeah. making Jesus in their image, right, in their exactly. image. Uh, they don't want to follow Jesus. They want to make him yeah, in exactly. their image, their own little Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Warning Radio program. I've had Apostle Don Beasley, and there's uh, so much more I, we were going to discuss, I wanted to discuss today. Uh, Don, can you join me next week? Sure, no problem. I want to talk about Christian concerts. I want to talk about millennials, uh, 43%, what that number represents. I want to talk about snorting coke on the pastor's desk in churches. Uh, are you ready for those topics? Oh, yeah, that'll, that'll be fun. Okay, okay. Well, God bless you. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, tune in again tomorrow for the Warning Radio Program. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.